I'm Rob Thomas, and welcome to another episode of Club Resort Talks. Today's episode is sponsored by Southern Pride. For food service in clubs and resorts, success is often attributed to investing in the right employees and equipment. Having dependable equipment that can consistently deliver high-quality product is paramount for running a kitchen. The dependability of a Southern Pride smoker offers peace of mind and decades of profitability. Learn more at southernpride.com. Now that we got that taken care of, let me introduce you to Phil Kerr and our senior editor. Phil, how's it going? I'm doing really well, Rob. How are you? Terrific. Terrific. No complaints. Good. Hey, uh, what's going on in the yeah. news? There's a lot of stuff this week. Some interesting uh, stories going on. Um, one, there's a course, uh, Brookline, Massachusetts, called the Robert T. Lynch Municipal Golf Course. Just thought this story was interesting uh, because they were uh, looking at ways to... Um, get residents interested in activities that are happening out at their facility when we're outside of golf season, as we are here in the North right now, although it's been a mild winter, but we've kind of gotten used to that cycle. Uh, they've been, they had a campaign going where they're sending direct mail to residents who live near the golf course property um, just to find out what, to let them know about events that are going on, but also to find out what else they might be interested in seeing the course do. Uh, I thought this part was interesting that they had said if, Brookline, Massachusetts gets enough snow this winter, uh, they would convert the golf course into a cross-country ski facility with about seven uh, kilometers of groomed trails along the, the hills of the property uh, with ski and snowshoe rentals available for that. Um, thought that was interesting. And I, I was just, as I was telling you a moment ago before we came on, it brought back a memory for me. Um, Huron Hills Golf Course, I'll give them a plug. They're uh, city-owned golf course up in Ann Arbor, Michigan, where I grew up. Huron Hills probably, if I'm remembering right, it's probably the second golf course I ever played in my life after the, the one that with the club my family belonged to. But in the wintertime, if there was snow on the ground, um, they would be open for cross-country skiing. And they did, if I'm remembering right, they definitely rented skis there. Uh, also sledding, indeed, hills it's quite a literal name there that there are plenty of great hills out there for sled riding for kids and it would be open for that and i had memories of going cross-country skiing with my family and also sled riding with friends out there and i just think it's a great idea the robert lynch course it would be interesting to hear from other places and particularly in our world with clubs whether they look at using their golf courses in an off season for these kinds of activities um just be another way to to uh, bring more people in and bring in some revenue during the off season of golf. So just thought it was an interesting story. Yeah, it's terrific. My home course too, growing up uh, Maple Ridge golf course in Ashtabula, Ohio had similar uh, when I first started playing, uh, they were open for cross country skiing, but um, they were family owned. So they were always there working in the clubhouse. So it made sense. I suppose uh, if you're open, you know, whether the restaurants open or whatever, and you have people staffed, Mm -hmm. It's a fantastic idea to keep uh, revenue coming in. Um, if you have to open up specifically for cross-country skiing and you don't get a lot of business, then you're paying somebody else's salary. And, you know, it, it can be price pricey, but um, certainly something worth to, uh, exploring, sledding, uh, right. cross-country skiing, whatever. And actually, that, uh, you brought up something when you mentioned the dining that I forgot to mention on that story. They indeed do have a, a restaurant there, a Hemlock Grill, that's open as I understand it, Wednesday through Sunday right now. So they do have that, that, that component's already there as well. So I think perhaps the idea is that, again, if they already have staff there 
working at the restaurant and that's open and available for people, perhaps you can have some other activity happening. Because I agree, it would probably be difficult, especially municipal course like that, to only have um, an activity let's, that, let's be honest, relies on a certain kind of weather to occur. And we haven't really seen much of that snow this year anyway. So that would be tough. But to have it in conjunction with a, an eatery uh, should help that out a bit. What else is going on? Also, to mention, a couple uh, projects I was seeing. Well, let's see, one club that's uh, starting a project, another club that has completed one recently. Uh, we've talked about them a lot uh, here at Club Resort Business, the club at Old Cypress in Naples, Florida. Uh, they're going to have a big clubhouse renovation project starting in spring of next year in 2025. Um, plan at this point is to have it conclude in January of 2026. Their current 34,000 square foot clubhouse will have an additional 10,000 square feet of indoor and outdoor space. Uh, they're going to have a 2,500 square foot covered bar and dining area. Also, uh, 2,000 square foot kitchen to support casual and fine dining options as well. Clubhouse's second floor is going to have a large expansion of its covered terrace and sun deck. Um, I thought this last part was interesting too. They're also going to add a golf simulator and they mentioned a movie theater experience, which is kind of a new thing. I haven't seen uh, clubs offer that very much. And the simulator is interesting too. Uh, I guess a lot of times, again, we're in an off season here. I think about a golf simulator in terms of being in a cold weather place where you can't play golf in the winter time, but obviously the, the simulator um, experience can be offered anywhere and down there. I'm sure there's times of year, where it's too hot to play golf very much and having the simulator there, I think would be an added experience for members and guests. And it looks like a great project happening down there in, in Naples. Yeah. You know, uh, as far as the movie theater experience, I know I have a simulator uh, right above me actually here in the golf room uh, and I can watch TV through that. So I can imagine it's something that could be, um, you know, maybe kind of a part of the daycare, you know, you got a kid's club going on there. You know, maybe it's raining outside, go into the golf room, and, uh, you know, into the simulator room, pop in a, a, a Disney movie and let the kids have at it for an hour and a half, you know, give them some juice boxes and a couple cookies and they're happy. Right. I mean, it's good. Good mm -hmm. thing to have. Absolutely. Kind of it, it kind of touches back on the, the family friendly uh, component of, of clubs and with, which we had talked about during our webinar the other day as well. So, yeah, nice to see that. It's an exciting project for them. And I'm sure that's going to be something that. Um, members and guests are going to enjoy for, for years to come. Um, looking around here, the as I was mentioning, project finished, Cobblestone Creek Country Club in Victor, New York, uh, recently finished um, enhancements to the golf course. Uh, they also upgraded their clubhouse, and they've added a pickleball facility. The golf course, again, I've noticed the theme of, of fewer bunkers on golf courses. That's actually something they did there. Uh, Cobblestone... Cobblestone's head golf professional, Neil Reedy, said that uh, they reduced about 25% of the bunkers and then rebuilt the remaining ones. Um, a lot of the rebuilt bunkers have raised floors and the greenside bunkers were kind of repositioned to be closer to the edge of greens. So I thought that was interesting. And they also mentioned um, a notable change on the eighth hole. They reduced the forced carry penalty area from 60 yards to less than 10 yards. Um, ultimately too, he said, and this was an interesting thing, uh, kind of balancing between having a golf course that's good for skilled players and one that's, um, 
playable for one for more casual golfers. He said, even with these changes, the the course rating, which measures the challenge for scratch golfers, has stayed consistent. But the slope rating, which measures the challenge for a bogey golfer, uh, was reduced by two strokes or more from both the men's and women's tee. So again, it's showing how you're kind of balancing between having uh, something challenging for the skilled players, the top level players, and something more playable for, I guess, your kind of casual and weekend golfers. So the other thing was clubhouse upgrade. Um, they made investments in new patio, doors, windows, infrastructure, the whole thing. Um, just trying to kind of elevate the ambiance of the clubhouse for the members and guests. And they've added, we talked about this a lot the other day in the webinar, they added a pickleball facility uh, just to kind of diversify the, the recreational offerings out there. So exciting stuff to see. Uh, changes in the golf course, which are similar to ones we've seen in other places. Uh, adding a state-of-the-art pickleball facility, because uh, as we know, there's a lot of interest in that as well. So a lot of good stuff happening there at Cobblestone. Well, yeah, you mentioned uh, the webinar. I want to tell people right now, if you're watching this, uh, go to the resources, uh, pull down, hit webinars, and you can watch it on demand. And while you're watching on demand, you can still ask questions, even though it's already been recorded. It's already up there. The questions will come to us. And if we don't have them, you and I, we will ask our experts, which we had, I guess, five experts, uh, you know, lending their, their um, expertise with uh, the trends that we're looking for in 2024 and beyond. So um, very good. And that Victor New York course, Cobblestone, we're going to get out there at some point this year, some point in 2024, and do a feature on them. It's not too far from us, a uh, couple hours or so. So mm -hmm. uh, you know, maybe get out there, record some videos, take some pictures. Uh, they don't have a lot of the um, the weather's kind of crummy, as it is right now. And But when the weather starts turning, they're going to get a lot more pictures for us, and uh, we'll see what we can share those with you but also get out there and ourselves and, and experience it. Yeah. Sounds great. Sounds like they've done a lot of great improvements out there. And I think, uh, I think the members and guests will enjoy it. Um, the other thing I was going to mention real quick too, was uh, we at club and resort business just finished our model clubs issue, the print edition of it. Uh, we wrapped up last week and we have started that program this year where we are recognizing a set of clubs that we, that we consider model clubs, ones that, we think other clubs should try to emulate their best practices. Uh, we got the five categories, pro shops, patios, rackets, membership marketing, and clubhouses. Uh, 14 different clubs were selected, and we're going to be spending kind of the rest of this year to uh, get more specific about what those best practices are and feature them throughout the year, you know, through the print editions, online, uh, through uh, podcasts, webinars, you name it, we're going to have all kinds of things like that throughout the year. So it's really looking forward to it. Uh, we've gotten things off to a great start and should be great the rest of the year. Yeah, it's exciting. We have all of them laid out for you, uh, you know, bit by bit in the issue, but also on the website, clubresortbusiness.com. Uh, we have the uh, the first ones up right now is the pro shops. And we have some pictures, uh, Atlanta Athletic Club, University of Texas Golf Club and the landings in Savannah, Georgia are all featured um, as our first three model clubs, but there's going to be a lot more. There's a lot more going on out there. As we know in the, in the news, every single day, we're seeing more and more renovations, more and more stuff clubs are doing to, uh, to really accommodate their, their members and guests. So um, it's a really exciting uh, initiative we got going on there. 
it is. I'm excited about it. I like what we're doing with it. Um, it's um, be a chance to to um, feature these clubs maybe in a slightly different way than we have in the past, too, from what I can tell. And I, I like that. I think it's it's always good to try some new things and see where that takes us. Yeah, let's keep telling their stories. And, and speaking of telling stories, uh, we got following our little intro here. Uh, I got Jake Gordon, the uh, CEO and co-founder of Notify. Uh, it's a um, web ser- web website-based uh, service for clubs that um, it, it fills missing tea time. So so often, as Jake will tell you in, in our interview, uh, somebody will call up and they'll have a reservation. If they cancel their uh, Saturday tea time, then um, on, like, say, Monday, it can get refilled. But if they cancel it on Thursday or Friday, so often that tea time goes unfulfilled. And um, just a, a, as a loss to, to clubs. Mm-hmm. And I think it's like $50,000. You can be spread out over the course of, of a month of all these tea times that go unfilled. Uh, a person who can just sign up for this and say, I want to play this golf course uh, Saturday or Sunday between 8 and 10 a.m. Even though it's booked, if that tea time opens up, you know, eight minute, 10 minute, 12 minute increments. If a tea time opens up in there, they'll get notification and one click, boom, I'm in. So uh, it's something that's easy for the golfer. It's, it benefits the golf course. Uh, so much good stuff right now. And they're looking to expand, maybe getting it to uh, dinner reservations, getting it to uh, racket time, uh, spa, whatever. Uh, if there's stuff that's going on, uh, Jake and his team are looking to expand. Uh, right now they're concentrating on golf. They're laser focused on golf, but um, that's what the uh, the interview is, and it was really entertaining, uh, very informative. So hopefully stick by, stick around and uh, watch it. It's coming up right next. Phil, take care, stay well, and have a great day. You too, Rob. All right, we're back, and I have a question for you. Do you want to drive more revenue with less effort? Well, I'd like to introduce you to our guest. Jake Gordon, CEO and co-founder of Notify. Jake, welcome to the podcast. Rob, thanks for having me, my friend. Hey, thank you very much for, for being here. Uh, first off, Kemper Sports, Landscapes Golf Management, uh, Big Courses, Stream Songs, Sand Valley, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They are uh, partnering with Notify. And um, I basically have three questions to ask you. Uh, how can clubs drive incremental revenue? How can they decrease unfilled cancellations? And how can they improve customer service? If you'd like, let's start with the first one, driving incremental revenue. How can Notify help clubs do that? Yeah, absolutely. appreciate the questions. Uh, so really, when I think about who we are and why we exist, I always anchor on two problems, right? The first being actually for the golfer, right? And this is back to kind of my initial founding story with Dathan and I. You know, it's hard to get tee times at great courses straight up with the way that golf has experienced, you know, massive demand. If I'm looking to play golf at one of those properties you mentioned as a public golfer or even the municipal course down the street, if there's a good chance there's nothing available until three o'clock, four o'clock. And if I have to be back, you know, by noon, there's a good chance that there's nothing available. And if I'm a golfer and I don't see the tee time I'm looking for, most of the time I'm out of luck. And that usually means go to another course or simply not play, which is just a frustrating experience. For the operator, believe it or not, about 20% 
of all tee times actually get canceled. So what that means is if I'm a golfer at Rob's golf course and, you know, I cancel my tee time on Wednesday for Saturday morning, there's a good chance you're going to refill that tee time naturally. But if I canceled my tee time on Friday afternoon for Saturday morning, which we find about 20% of all golfers do, now all of a sudden that inventory is at risk. You're now as an operator hoping and praying and that somebody refreshes or calls right when that inventory comes online. So, you know, those are two big problems in the industry right now that actually is a symptom of demand. It's a good problem to have, but fortunately, you know, we've built a solution to fix it. And so what Notify does is it integrates directly into the T-sheet and alerts your golfers when cancellations occur within their desired playing preferences. So what that means is I could be a golfer and let's say I live near Streamsong or Chambers Bay or Sand Valley or even you know, a $30 municipal course down the street, I can say as a golfer, hey, I don't see the tee time, but I want to be notified when it comes available between 8 and 10 a.m. And the second something opens up, I get a text, and then I can book directly with that course. And so in kind of those two problems, right, as the golfer, I just found my dream tee time. Now I'm playing at the course I want. And for the operator, they just fill the last-minute cancellation that may have been perishable inventory otherwise. That that is terrific. So, uh, I, I'm I'm here in Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, I see that you guys are you have a, a number of courses around the Columbus area. If I just say, hey, uh, notify, I let me know if there's a tea time at at 10 a.m. on Saturday. Will you look at that Columbus area? I mean, can you can you look into that that little crystal ball of yours and say, hey, here's a course. Click right here. And you're booked. Yeah, it's a great question. So believe it or not, um, the golfer does have to go to the course specifically that they're looking for. They don't go to notify necessarily to find the time. And that's kind of how we're different. We're not a consumer marketplace or aggregator that's connecting golfers to courses in their area. We are a B2B software company that helps operators, number one, fill those last minute cancellations with their own golfers. We don't want to take Rob and send him to the course down the street. What we want to do is we want to make sure that Rob can play at that course they're looking for. But you brought up a good point, which is if we have one multi-course operator in a single area with multiple properties and they opt in to cross promoting, we actually do that. So we work with Kemper Sports in Columbus and we have something called the uh, that they they promote called the Kemper Sports uh, Columbus Collective. And what that means is Rob can actually select seven or eight different courses in the area on Saturday between 8 and 10 and then get notified for any of them if they open up. So there is that kind of cross-promotion crystal ball, as you said, but it has to be in lockstep with the operator because we do not want to take your customer and send them somewhere else. Uh, that makes perfect sense. And, and that's fantastic for the golf courses. Um, you had mentioned uh, leaving up to $50,000 in revenue uh, with these, with these unfilled cancellations. Uh, I mean, that's, that's, that's a crazy amount of money, right? Yeah. Uh, how can clubs then uh, contact you to say, Hey, I, I'm, I'm sick of leaving these tee times wide open. Uh, what's the best way for clubs to get a hold of Jake? Yeah. 
Absolutely. Anybody could reach out on our website and just request a demo. You can find me on LinkedIn or uh, you can shoot me an email on jake at notify.app, N-O-T-E-E-F-Y, which is kind of a funny name. Um, but I'll just respond real quick to that comment, right? Uh, what's amazing is we look at the data and have found up to that 50,000 is inside 48 hours. That's not even the total amount that is the cost of cancellations. That's the amount of revenue many courses experience within two days of a tea time. And we're tracking that and can show the operator that, you know, that 50,000 has actually been rebooked and 100% of that revenue is going to the operator instead of being perishable potentially. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a lot of fun and we're fortunate to work with some of those great operators you, uh, you mentioned. That fifty thousand dollars is is real money. I mean, that's that's the price of a uh, of an assistant superintendent. That's you <laughs> yeah. know taking the golf course. That's uh, I mean, so much can be done with that fifty grand, uh, ten grand, twenty grand, wherever you're at. Uh, I can't imagine a golf course not wanting to um, kind of like take that off of the books and and add that into the uh, to the till. Um, Absolutely. Looking at looking down the road. Uh, can you see not only what the industry is looking like, cause we're in a boom right now. Fantastic. And we haven't, we're kind of maybe on the downturn of the COVID boom, but we're still up above what we were five years ago, 10 years ago when, when things were sliding, uh, what, where do you see not only the industry in three years, five years, but where do you see notify down the road? Yeah, absolutely. Maybe I could just give my own perspective on the first one, which is where the industry is going. Um, Obviously, Notify is a response. We exist because of the bull market of golf. If if there wasn't challenges getting on the course, you probably wouldn't need a waitlist or automation technology. So we definitely are grateful that there is. But that said, in my peer group, you know, a lot of uh, friends of mine who are are young and have families, everybody I know is excited about golf. Everybody I know, it is cool and. Um, you know, Greg Nathan talked about it in his NGF kind of state of the union, which is the perception of golf on social media has never been stronger. You've got um, almost uh, the general public when they think golf, they now think cool. And because of that, and what I see in the next generation is more youth signing up to play because of the coolness on social media, because of the influencers getting into the game. Um, than ever before. And so I am bullish on golf. I believe that it will actually be a long-term um, strength to continue to grow. And so with that said, I, I'm, I'm confident that hopefully courses will continue to stay full, especially financially healthy as well, making sure they're using the right technology. In terms of where we're going, you know, obviously right now we're focused on daily fee and public and, and resort Um uh, golf, right? So many of our customers are either municipal daily fee or resort properties, but we would like to enter the uh, private course domain in the near future. Obviously members at busy private courses are also struggling to get on sometimes. So that's a problem we'd want to solve. Maybe the business case is a little bit less about, you know, uh, the top line and a little bit more about the member experience and efficiency. And then next, we are also interested in other aspects of the resort right? You named several great resorts we work with. Uh, we have 25 of the top 100 U.S. resorts as, as customers. 
and they deal with other forms of cancellation as well. They deal with the spa, they deal with, you know, uh, the restaurants, they deal with lodging cancellations. And so our goal is to continue to look into other ways that we can help operators delight customers and make more incremental revenue. I was going to ask you about that. I'm glad you brought that up. So uh, down the road, maybe, um, you know, hey, I reserved a court, uh, racquetball, squash, paddle, whatever. Uh, that's something that maybe Notify can help out with. Huh? It's fantastic. Yeah, I had a operator uh, who who runs, you know, dozens of massive resorts say to us, uh, yeah, I know green grass golf. That's that's interesting. But do you know how much revenue we leave on the table from last minute cabana cancellations? Uh, which is kind of caught, caught our attention. We'd never think about it. They're like, yeah, it's $800 a day at a high-end resort to get a cabana. And those get canceled and unfilled every day. So it kind of just piqued our interest. We're excited about where that could go. We are laser focused on golf right now. We have 200 properties using our technology. We're really proud of that. We want to continue to just improve this product and not get too spread thin with other use cases, but it's certainly top of mind. And we want to grow with our customers and continue to solve the problems they care about. That's fantastic. Yeah, I'm happy to be part of the journey. Uh, Jake, thank you very much for uh, joining us. And real quick, what's the easiest way for uh, clubs to get a hold of? What's the website, basically? Yeah, well, you know, we've got a little bit of a cringy name, so you have to forgive us. Notify, but spelled with the T in there, N-O-T-E-E-F-Y dot app. So you can find me there, find me on LinkedIn, or uh, I'm sure, you know, reach out to Rob and you can put us in touch. But I appreciate yeah. the time, my friend. Hey, cringe is okay. Cringe is in right now. <laughs> I know what's going on. If that's the case, then I'm definitely going to be cool. All right. Thank you, Jake. Have a great day.